Welcome back to the Red Dose Diaries RPG podcast with John and Hannah. Hi. And this is just a little follow-up from our episode that we did recently on the gibbering mouther. So if you've listened to our recent gibbering mouther episode that we did for our friend or foe Friday, you'll know that we talked a little bit about Shoggoths and the Lovecraft mythos. Now, we've just actually started watching Lovecraft Country. We've just watched the first couple of episodes and there's mention of Shoggoths in the first episode. Now, although we're not going to get into deep spoiler territory, we are obviously going to be talking about things that happen in the first episode. So, you know, if you've not watched it yet and you're going to maybe give this a bit of time until you've actually watched the first episode but we're going to talk about a moment where the main characters have been confronted in the woods and they're being held at gunpoint by some horrendously racist police officers and there is a screech in the woods which is obviously great horror foreshadowing Mm -hmm. you know you don't really see whatever this creature is at first and that sort of links on from the whole sort of dark violent atmosphere that's pervading the scene and it instantly goes from one group of human sort of antagonists being in a position of power to suddenly no one knows who's Mm -hmm. got the real control of the situation which is great for horror style scenarios because it immediately throws a curveball and puts people on the back foot We've then got another tried and tested sort of horror style where a one of the police officers is killed, but it's like smash cut so quickly together that like his arm gets severed and you don't even see what the creature is. The camera is shaking, etc. And as we pointed out, we were talking about horror in our gibbering mouther episode it's always best to keep the monster sort of off camera for as long as you can to build up that suspense. Obviously, you have to show something eventually, and they do in the show, but it's always more scary up until the moment you actually see the monster. And there's also these strange sort of like titterings or whistling noises that they hear, which seem to be these creatures, which aren't Shoggoths, but... Nevertheless, sort of like we thought it was worth pointing out because it does follow a lot of the sort of horror vibe that we were talking about. They're sort of tittering between each other and they seem to be communicating in some sort of like pack tactics, which again, obviously a frightful thing because it gives you the impression you're being hunted. And as humans, we're used to being at the top of the food chain. So suddenly finding out that isn't the case is very scary indeed. Although... The creature does have multiple eyes that seem to run along its back, which nicely ties back into that whole gibbering mouth and multiple sensory organs vibe. The protagonists are pursued and they eventually find themselves trapped in a small wooden, like woodsman style hut. Another tried and tested horror trope. You're isolated, you're in the middle of the woods, you're in the middle of nowhere, there's no help coming. And also you're trapped, you're in this one place the monsters are coming in all around you. You've got nowhere to run, basically. And with the original setup in place, there's some of the main characters and some of these awful, awful policemen. Yeah. They're all in the same room. The policemen have still got their guns. So you've got all this antagonism between these people who were just trying to survive, but they've all got different ideas about how best to do that. Yeah, indeed. And then we get to the inevitable point where someone's got to go and try and get 
in this case they've got to try and go and get some supplies because they've discovered the monsters are scared of light but you'll often find in sort of horror scenarios you can't just hunker down in like your bunker your hut whatever inevitably whether it's like a zombie apocalypse whatever someone's got to go out and get like food ammunition weapons whatever some sort of supplies that mean you've got to leave the for the moment comparative safety of your bolt hole and venture out into this potentially sort of deadly situation outside going back into the sort of area and the danger that you've just spent all this time fleeing from and inevitably there's a bit of sort of debated inverted commas around who's going to actually go out with one of the sort of heroic it's not a comfortable scene but it's well written and it plays out in an interesting manner indeed yeah and then we come to our sort of final mention of this particular episode which i've got to admit i found the first half of it like not a great deal happened in it it was only because of hannah sort of who watched the rest of it saying like oh actually stuff does start to happen later in the episode that i went back and watched it and i'm glad i did so thank you very much for that look so our final thing is the idea of infection where someone's inevitably bitten or attacked by a creature and they either start suffering from a disease or they start becoming a monster themselves and this happens with one of the police officers who's sort of holding the main protagonist at gunpoint and is trying to take charge of the situation he's been bit by one of these creatures and he starts sort of spasming and having almost like these sort of semi seizures before turning into a monster killing the other police guy and then they have the protagonists have to put him down and that's again it's another well-tested horror trope where you know the victims of the monster become another type of monster and we saw that a bit with the gibbering mouth where when it absorbs people according to the dragon magazine ecology article it actually just dissolves their sort of outer body whilst maintaining the living processes of the the brain and the sensory organs of its victims and absorbing it into themselves so effectively they become part of the monster and that's something that's particularly horrific and is also a way for creatures like this to propagate their species we see this with the gibbering mouth when it absorbs people then once it gets bigger because it's absorbed so many people it splits into two like an amoeba and the two go their separate ways we also had a very small scene in the first episode where there's like a sort of as they're surrounded by the creatures there's like a high pitch whistle at the end and all the creatures immediately break off their attack which again is a lovely bit of foreshadowing because it suggests that someone or something parties unknown let's say is in control of these beasts and that's also potentially a very scary thing because these beasts are horrific what's the person or creature that's in charge of them going to be like and that was when we got to the end of the first episode and i just wanted to record like a quick sort of little addendum here to point out some of these horror tropes that we use Mm -hmm. since obviously it's tied in with lovecraft which we sort of leaned on quite heavily in our gibbering mouther episode and also because as we were saying if you're going to run a horror game there's some things you really need to consider which we've just discussed in both the gibbering mother episode and this one and the first episode of lovecraft country seems to do it really well and i'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the second episode so we're going to go and watch that now so until we see you again take care whatever you're playing have fun bye